0: Hey guys, uh, new new way to help out the show is to take our audience survey. I'm trying to get an idea of who listens to this audience. You know, uh, this is part of like trying to figure out which is what would work best as far as figuring out sponsors and what's working for you. It'll be anonymous, and all you got to do is go to sleepwithmepodcast.com/survey and take it. It should take. They say it takes five minutes. And if you do that survey, it'll be a huge, again, it'll be a huge, huge help for the show. So thanks if you can and spare the, that time. slash survey. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And as you may say in your, your second year, freshman year uh, collegiate uh, Shakespeare Schaucer class, what perchance is the rest? And I would say a double word bonus score it, if I was the professor, but I, I definitely wouldn't be. And I talked about how a great a uh, Shakespeare professor... But, but that was way over my head. Way, way over my head with my... But anyway, what, what point perchance are you... Well, let's, 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 let's get to the perchance... What am I going to do on this show? Well, I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain. Racing through your brain. Shooting or going through your body. Uh, turbulating your emotions, Ta- you may be even doing any kind of tabulations, physical, emotional, or says, uh, what is the other one? Physical me- or mental tabulations. Any tabulating going on, you know, uh, former Vice President Gore, you're welcome, you know, welcome me to, to have me lull you to sleep too. Uh, Whatever's going through your brain that as soon as you lie down, stirs its, uh, rears its head, uh, raises its voice, jockeys for your attention, I'm going to try to distract you from that. And what I'm going to do is, uh, tonight, I'm going to, you know, usually I like to go into one or two pointless metaphors, unresolved metaphors, you know, metaphor attempts. You know, as Michael Jordan once said, you know, he only made, you know, 60% of his shots or 50, you know, so even though I can only complete like 20% of my metaphors, there is no metaphor business. So really I can't even fail uh, by, you know, know, say, well, I guess I just did fail because I said I tried to make a metaphor about metaphors. You know, maybe, but, but so that, okay, so I just proved my own. I, I guess I just proved the point I was disproving. But here, here's the, here's the bone. Here's the, uh, here's the positive rub on that positive spin, as they say is, uh, I'm still going to try to distract you. I'm going to try to be as good hearted and good natured as is possible for me. That's to take your mind off stuff. So I'm going to go through this intro, take a couple, you know, turns, some bends. You know, ease you into this or ease you into your bed deeper, ease you into sleep, help you unwind. But mostly, all you got to do is, you know, kind of listen to me, kind of listen to say, Jesus, is my pillow making a pleasant noise or is that just that guy's voice? And, you know, go ahead and do, if you need to make any cat-like moves where you're like, okay, let me, you know, let me puff up this, you know, I need to smooth out this section of the bed here. And you do a little poofing over here and find a cool spot. And then my, this this part of my uh, front part of my foot needs that warm spot. You know, any of that stuff you want to do. And you say, well, geez, I'm moving around. I don't know if I'll be able to hear this guy. Don't don't worry about it. You know, at best, uh, you know, I'll spoil it for you. I may say sometimes in the intro, I say, osh gosh, but gosh. Or I say no philosophizing at bedtime. Those would be... Now, now, now go ahead and make your moves. I'll still be talking for the next 15 minutes. But if you miss anything, you'll be able, you'll either be able to fill it in or you'll be drifting off to sleep. You'll say, geez, well, I was on the threshold of sleep anyway. You see, this guy's got a. at some point, his story's become a bit like one of those dolly paintings. And, I, you know, with the uh, melty stuff. And they say, Well, Jesus, is that Dolly or is that the other? You say, Well Jesus whatever, one of those paintings with the Melty stuff, they say, I don't know if I get it or not, but I don't mind it. They say, Jesus, this is this is art history, I can pass it, just you know. You know, this is my kind of passable art history. Now, that's a metaphor, It could, maybe. This podcast is like a, a passable art history. That, that, could, that could be a simile. So I'm going to try to take your mind off so of You AC, because the thing is, with my brain, and some people, their body does this, some people, their feelings do it, some people, their brain just do it. And then some people just don't get it, and that's fine. If you're either like, this is irritating to me, and you could be talking to me, it's fine. Or you say, Jesus, I sleep great. I just wanted to hear what this was. It sounds, you know, not not bad, but I don't, you know, there's some people that sleep just fine. Maybe I could be, you know, you say, well, geez, it's, it's better than the, you know, noises outside. Or maybe you live, you know, near like the, you know, joyous, you know, the the one place on the block where there's joy coming out of that house all the time and it gets you a little, you know. You see, I, you know what, I can't stand all that joy coming from the Hendersons' house because they got that damn Harry there. And they're all so happy because they're from the Third Rock or whatever. So I'd just rather listen to this guy because it's not, you know, it keeps me right in the middle, you know, I don't because I don't need all that joy, and I don't need that joy envy either. And you don't got to worry about wild emotional swings in this podcast. It would be mild... Uh, you know emo- emoting i'll do some mild i'll say whoa that's that's the mild emoting i do here and all this is is as i said when i try to get to sleep actually even when i conduct my day-to-day affairs uh, and maybe this is why i do this fact is i constantly have multiple narratives going at all times in my brain and and i, and I was just wondering today i'm like why do i keep buying into these narratives and, and, and i'm in the middle of a you know trying to find uh trying to find help for this podcast and trying to figure out how to uh pay someone and find a figure out what 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 am i gonna do what's my future gonna be you know what am I gonna do you know trying to do all this adult stuff it's really scary for me. I'll be honest with you and just like it is for most adults. A lot of us, you and you say you might not get scared. You might get something else. You might get irritated. You might have some kind of somatic. You know, your body might just get you know. But it could be anything. But for me, that would be one thing. If I just had those normal adult problems, I say, yeah, I'm scared. That's perfectly. It's a scary thing, you know having things going decent here and having these wonderful people listen to the podcast. Uh, but in, in addition to the normal human fear I have, like multiple narratives, one of which we've talked about is my Nana, who says, Oh, boy. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. You're screwed. Oh, my. Why did you even start with this podcast thing? This is going to end so badly. I wish you would just... You Why didn't you just... uh Talk to yourself. I thought you had an imaginary friend. Why did you have to go out and do this podcasting? Now these people are—they're doing things with the t- tweeting, and the contacting, and you know, you show people are listening, and it's—it's it's helping them. Why would you help anyone? This is the worst idea. Oh my goodness! If you—why didn't you listen to me? Oh, I'm so worried now because it's gonna go. I know. You, 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 little Andy. You wanted. Oh, you said, "Well, I could help some people. I like silly stories, and I like, you know, these people that it puts them to sleep." Nana. Oh, it's. I think it's worth. Oh, I wish it would just. I wish you. I wish you would have never seen those things. And I hate to be the one to tell you that it's all gonna go wrong. And I, I, I wish I didn't have to tell you the truth, little Andy. Was it? So that's like a voice in my head during the day and at night. And that's just one of them. And and and, I, and, and most of the time, and, and that's like a more f- f- uh, uh, f- somewhat, that was the only a voice I discovered in the podcast. That's not one of the ones I'm regularly like dealing with. The worst ones are in my own voice where it just sounds like the truth. Well, you're screwed here. You see, geez, people are listening to your podcast. Oh, man, you are fucked. Oh, God. Wait. So you you people want to help you with the podcast, or you're going to ask people for advice? Oh, oh boy, oh dear. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Andrew, I got bad news for you. This is going to go bad. Oh, so it could be in in a, in a, in a, in a in my nana's voice, in my voice. I don't say any of this to stir you up, because the weird thing is, I say Jesus, what i was saying is, I, I start to buy into those stories. I think one reason is I'm so used to listening to them. One is they're so, you know, they got my number. They know how to hook me, you know. And I know for me, one of the times, a lot of times the narration's going on and I'm kind of tuned out to it, you know, I'm doing my day-to-day stuff. So even though the story's going on in the background and I might be, you know, uh, coping with it or distracting myself from it or just managing to get through my day or reacting to it, there's enough other stuff going on that I'm not really that aware of it. But as soon as it gets quiet, but as soon as it gets quiet, it's like not only is that voice there, but it sounds so. It doesn't sound so much reasonable, but it does. They say, "Well, geez, yeah, you're right. I don't really know anything." Oh boy, and, and then you say, "Well, geez, I'm gonna okay." Hey, uh, voices, or you know, let's just use my Nana because that's like a easier one to deal with because it's not as real or as somebody say, "Hey, Nana, I gotta go to oh." You're going to go to bed now and just forget about this whole thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, you just go to bed. Don't worry about the impending doom that's waiting for you tomorrow. Probably if your phone vibrates tonight while you're trying to rest, it's probably some very bad news. But you just go ahead and go to bed like nothing's the matter. Just go to right to right to sleep. Oh, that's, that's wonderful for you. Uh, and, and I think that voice, it really is trying to protect us. All those things, are, you know, whatever, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no degrees in anything related to this. I'm just a, you know, what do you call it, you know, a person that puts myself through this role. And as uh, devious and, and uh, frightening as my Nana is, I'm frightening, I'm just trying to help you. That's all I'm trying to. Exactly. She She's just trying to help. She just doesn't know any better or really know how. Uh, but, but the thing is, is, I don't even think those voices realize that it's like you're, they just think it's like quiet so they have a big opportunity to give you a pitch. It's like almost like you're on that show, uh, Shark Week or whatever. And it's like, oh, he, he's quiet. I might as well go in with my pitch of this new and doomsday predicting an, an engine I've developed, you know, called, you know, tomorrow's going to be a disaster. dot com. We're going to, you know. So, yes, uh, I, I apologize. I hope I don't stir anybody up. But this is my stuff, you know. And, and so you line up as these the stories start. They start jockeying for attention. Uh, you really you you don't want to go fundamentalist on these things and try to just you, you, even if you try, you say, well, I'm just going to banish you from my attention. You say, man, be oh, good luck with that. Good luck getting this voice out of your head. Uh, and, and so then you try different things and you say, geez, now I'm never going to get. And then the voice oh, that's right, you're never going to get to sleep. You you big, you know, they, they go go off on you again. Well, I'm here to offer. I guess it's not an alternative path, but a, a little strange thing I cooked up, I guess that's all I could say, which is that uh, instead of tuning into their stories, uh, and believe me, they're tailor-made just for you, just to hook your attention, just to push your buttons. And I think, as I said, there are these mistakenly good-natured things that that are, whatever, part of evolution or part of your development. And they're trying to get your attention to take care of you the best way they can. But but it's really not well suited for bedtime. Where I have a story and a narrative and it won't exactly hook you. They say, Well, geez, it's kinda like uh you know, when, when when my dog follows that fly around the room. Not like when a cat follows a fly, you know, that's interesting to watch. But the dog kind of follows the fly around. You see, well, you see, there's a fly. But what was that? Did did someone sneeze? I said. oh, say, oh there's a fly here. I said, watch that fly. Okay, did some you, just? Did you hear another dog bark down the street? Was that that girl dog? Because I was wondering. Oh, it's a fly. So that's kind of like this podcast. You could give me a little bit of your attention. Your attention might turn away. Just bring it back to the podcast. i I'll be telling a story about a, 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 trying to solve a problem with Conquistador and a, a pirate, a witch pirate woman, and another wonderful woman, and then a man, man boy who's doing his best to try to fix everything. Maybe. And all you got to do is lie back and, and let it distract you. And and I, and I again, I, um, yeah, that's I don't know. I think I, I said Jesus. Let's try to get this uh, brief. Uh, a brief intro tonight, and it kind of dragged on and on. But I do my best. I use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. I try to be—I try to really find the kindest, open hearted part of me that I really struggle with during the rest of my day to day. But somehow, imagining you there, up and I like, tossing and turning for whatever reason, it, it, my heart aches for you, cause cause I've been there. And see jeez if 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 I, if if these silly little stories uh can either put you to sleep or if I can reach my hand and my voice across the deep dark night and be there for you for the next forty five minutes and say jeez maybe make you smile maybe maybe see when she say oh that that was uh, interesting how uh That guy, he calls himself uh, the phage, the phage, you know. You know, that reminds me of, okay, well, yeah, I feel a little bit more relaxed. I I felt like uh, somebody was there to tell me a story. You know, this is stuff that goes back to the old days when we were, uh, you know, we had campfires and stuff. And you say, hey, well, let me tell you a little story here. I mean, maybe they didn't do that. Maybe I'm making that part up. I'm not a, but that's all I'm going to do my best. Uh, to be here for you. I'm here three nights a week. And, and, uh, you know, I hope I can be here for you. And I really hope, uh, I really desire, I yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by and giving this a shot, okay? Hey, right, we're on the web, com. You can find our oldest episodes there. Most of our episodes are on iTunes or in your podcast, podcast machine. If you've built a podcast machine, you are my hero. And if it's working, you may be, uh, I could consider you a demigod. Uh, but if you, you know, your podcast app. And just so everybody knows, you know, there's iTunes, which is a great one or Apple's app, uh, then there's Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast, which is a great app, and, and then Marco Armand's app, uh, uh, Overcast is now fully featured, and, and it's kind of like remember donation where it, it's like if you like it, you should uh, you can go to his Patreon thing and support uh, his, his thing. So it's three great options. Uh, the podcast is the only one on android though i think overcast is just on itunes I'm actually i might, I might be wrong about that uh, and i just butchered all that but i'll, I'll leave it in because so those are three options i know a lot of people i've heard of like jesus a new apple app isn't working for me so try overcast you know give give it a shot if you like it give some money to marco uh but what, what else uh what else yeah what else is there uh, we're on the web. If you subscribe, if you have any of those uh, applications, subscribe to the podcast. It'll come straight to you. And I'm going to discourage you to you know, delete this whole thing, you know, because it's just too complicated. Okay. So I don't know where I left off. but It should be in your whatever podcast app you use. You know, if you just use an app instead of creating your own machine. And whatever you use, whether it's uh, Apple... Podcast, overcast stitcher, uh, Castro, or something else. You know, just make sure you're subscribed. Then the podcast is right there for you. You Don't got to think about it. Auto magically arrives uh, at your your phone step, as we say in the. Uh, I tried I tried a new business of uh, phone mats, like a, a doormat for your phone. And I said, you know, you wipe your fingers on it before you use your phone every time. It just flaps down. It says, hey, welcome. And I pitched that. It's a great uh, great American phone pitch fest. Phone mats by Sleep With Me Podcast. sponsor, and invented by Sleep With Me Podcast. Uh, use your phone mat, you know, and clean your You know, you just brush your thumb off, and, and then you get degrease But people, it turns out the focus groups cost money, and then asking people, They said, what the hell is that hanging from your phone? It looks like a strange phone mustache. And then someone was actually thinking about buying that idea, but another guy stole that. He said, oh, I have a phone mustache. Yeah, that's a thing now, phone mustache. Formerly, by Sleep With Me podcast, phone mats and phone stashes. What what the heck was I talking about? I fugue stated again about uh, inventions. On the web, but we're also on. If you want to get a hold of me, you can put comment on the website, email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast dot com. Uh, still, I'm still coming back out of that fugue. Uh, on Twitter, at Scooter, you can be, be, get a hold of me there. <laughs> I'm having a f- f- de-com- decompressing version, deconfuging. I'm filled with confusion. That don't done confusion. Confuction, I should have said. That would have been funnier. We're on Facebook. You can get a hold of me there. On Facebook and Twitter, I try to post bloopers, sleep articles, promote other people's stuff. If you got something for me to promote, uh, like the wonderful author Jennifer Eccles, I love promoting Jennifer, and I just saw some of her books in a place I work, and I said, she said Jennifer's great. It's Eccles like Nichols. And I think even though I know that I pronounced it wrong, uh but you, you, we're, 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 but Jennifer's doing a little non you know we instead of celebrate you know check out our books jennifer in uh or amazon or your fine fine local independent bookstore. But Jennifer, me you know. Birmingham, Alabama has a, a Trader Joe's, so that's great news. Uh, by the way, Trader Joe's, you should be sponsoring this podcast. We haven't started our Trader Joe's sponsor this podcast campaign yet because I had just thought of it a, a couple of days ago. But uh, so I was thinking uh, anybody who wants to treat tweet at Jennifer a treat, you know, I don't even I, I don't I feel bad even telling Jennifer about some of this stuff. It's so good. But one Trader Joe's treat I like is uh, the waffle butter cookies. You make your own ice cream sandwiches, which we did on an episode. So I'll just do that one because it's less dangerous than the one I'm thinking of. Which people, I've told people about these other cookies, and they said, don't ever, why'd you tell me about Eat the whole box? So, Jennifer, you can get a hold of me. But that's another thing I love doing is, uh, you know, if you've got something you're working on, you know, obviously, you know, I try to be, it has to be something somewhat open-minded and, uh, and stuff like that, but but let me know about it. Uh, what else? Our uh, music is uh, you, that you heard at the top of the show is by uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Podcast. Our art, our artwork is by Scotty and Jennifer on our on Our, our, our Facebook group is uh, Sleep With Me Podcast dot com slash nods n o d s and uh, and you could, you, it's just a Facebook group. You can, you know, wonderful things happen there. And that's moderated by Laura, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel L to the G, and Lie to Lie. So you could check that out. Uh, sorry about that. I got interrupted. But that's our noterators not, not in our Facebook group. I want to thank Jen for her comments on our website. I want to thank Nathan, Eric, Kathy for their emails. Julia for her email. I think your problem is fixed. I want to thank Tara for her lovely email and wonderful ongoing advice. I want to thank Rebecca, Derek S, Jennifer, e., as we said, Taylor J, Burke, ben M, of Anna, Anna, uh, Tay, the Silvertone, and Aaron. Aaron quoting the Silvertone, our longtime friend, Geeky Girl. And Amy all on Twitter. Then over on Facebook, I want to thank Robin, Laura, Julie C., Miriam, Alexandra. Uh, so I want to thank everybody on, that was on Facebook. Uh, and then I want to thank over on iTunes. I got a lot of iTunes reviews to thank everybody for. I want to thank Stargirl87 for her iTunes review who is frustrated when people say, hey, why don't you just go to sleep? Uh, Just stop thinking. Uh, So the podcast works for Stargirl. I want to thank J. Ray Young, who says the podcast knocks them out in uh, 10 minutes. Uh, They get hypnotized to sleep. I want to thank the old Lasso Tabasco, you know, the lasso that is spicy and, you know, just leaves leaves a little burn, but in a good way. We say that was a nice lasso. Who says you know? Scooters, given the smooth, soothing tones, humorous, creative. Oh, that's very nice. And they say it changed their life. Wow, holy mackerel! Thank you, lasso Tabasco. You know, you, Tabasco the lassos changed my life. I could never go back after that. Too uh, Dustin, another brain bot. This one belongs to Dustin. Brain bot thirty-seven forty-eight seventeen, belonging to the human named Dustin. Who says this podcast is their sleeper sleeper it weapon? Oh that's Batman that's not a spy but sleeper weapon Thank you, Dustin. Uh, Dan Command, a long time buddy of the podcast, Daniel says this podcast is a lifesaver. Daniel has to deal with arthritis. And it distracts Daniel. And that's 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 one of the goals of the show. So, and then Daniel also listens to it during crosswords. Uh, so thank you. I said, geez, that's a great t- a great time to listen to it. Just you know, say Jesus, not going to distract me from the crosswords. But you know, it gives me you know it gives my lizard brain a little vibration. I like. I'm putting words in Daniel's mouth though there. Uh, Kate in Mississippi says yawn and thanks y'all. I suggest you try this weird amusing podcast. And Kate's been listening for six months. And uh, Brainbots and I think about what to write nearly every time, in the deep dark night. Uh, but then Kate falls asleep, which is you know this what we do here. Uh, Kate, remember to do it. So thank you, Kate. That is, and, and thanks for being my boyfriend too. Munchkin thirty seven. I don't know if they're in the lollipop guild. Yeah, but a feeling that's what it is. Maybe it's a brain bot belonging to one of the lollipop guild. We're here to represent. We're brain bots representing a representative of a lollipop guild. They said, "Well, that's that's probably meta. If you're, we're well, your brain bot representing a representative of someone here to represent the lollipop guild. Did you did you just explain that joke? Then it's not meta anymore. Okay. Uh, just, anyway, Munchkin37 enjoys the la- after the la- glass slipper And bizarre trailing dreamlike a side endings And after the glass slipper the perfect way In awkward and quirky sense of humor Zaza Kapow uh, Says it was hilariously boring Better than ambient and a shot of corn liquor So that's nice, thank you Zaza Kapow, Goose Girl 9 uh, Found the podcast first, was skeptical Tried to deconstruct it and, you know, but then Mumble, you know, Mumble Bear, I think is what one group, I, I couldn't have said a better, Mumble Bear, thank you. And then we got one from the Diamond Minecart, don't know why, but it works. And uh, they spent years of trying different methods, different kinds of music, but finally helped out the Diamond Minecart. Uh, another BrainBot writing in, this one belongs to Missy, this is BrainBot2278 and missy and her brain bots have tried all sorts of apps but this works and sometimes it takes five minutes sometimes it takes an hour but you know another person joining the boyfriend train thank you missy's brain bots and missy another human this brain bot belongs to shep in ninety three seventy eight. i don't know if it was a shep from one of my favorite movies who briefly appeared but uh Shep uh, seventy ninety-three seventy eight Tried everything: meditation, pills, prescription pills. Six months ago, bam, this podcast worked. So thank you, Shep. And then Lidster Carrot says, "I'm like a calmer Rick without the Morty." Thank you, Lidster Carrot, Lidster Carrot. I say, she says, "You're like a carrot. You're like a, a carrot for me to keep going." All these wonderful iTunes reviews. And I think this is why people were like, geez, you're really surging in the iTunes chart, Scooter. And I think this is why the surge of iTunes reviews here surges us in the chart. And percentage-wise, you know, we we don't have the the raw numbers to compete with all those big shows. But somehow we're up there in the charts right now, and new people are finding the show. And the reason I find it is these reviews... And I think also still Max uh, Richter's wonderful uh, sleep album that I keep meaning to listen to. Maybe tonight's the night. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are the things that are driving us. And all we can do is keep welcoming the new listeners and trying to lull them and dull them to sleep. And all you guys need to do is keep being yourselves the wonderful listeners that you are. So thanks so much, and let's get on with the show. Hey, right, so we last left off last week with uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Yeah, see, what happened was uh, Phage uh, Germ had uh, gone and met with the gods. They said, "Hey, go fix this mess you made with this Cortez. We don't want to have to mess with the Earth, but we don't like this Cortez. We don't want him messing with us with this powerful pyramid. And if you want to try to protect everybody, you know, go and do something and you know make it right." And I said, "Okay," uh, and then I left. And then after I left, I said, "Oh man, I'm not very good at fixing stuff, and I'm the kind of person that can get talked to in anything, especially by a salesman type like Cortez. So how am I going to talk him into working working sometime with the uh, the Aztec gods, or the different gods of these people's belief systems?" And I was kind of feeling down, and then I got picked on by a couple of drunk conquistadors. But then I ran into my old, old buddy, DeAndre, a.k.a. Bob. Oh, Scooter, I'm ready to record. Okay, but uh, DeAndre, the giant. And he was this, you know, actual giant, like a, a stone, a hill giant or something. something. And he just lended me a friendly ear. He said, well, tell me what's going on. I said, well, and she said, you know, i kind of trying to make this de- work stuff out. I don't like Cortez. And he said, well, maybe you're jealous. And they said, "I want to protect everybody," but he's got this beef with the gods, and he's gonna—he wants to activate the pyramid to blast the old gods. Uh, he's power hungry. And then DeAndre said, "And they said, well, the thing was the 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 pyramid's not gonna work because they changed. It did a stretcher with the stones, and then the stone got blown up when the gods threw that big thunderbolt at Earth." So he's, he's he can't use the pyramid, to get, and they said, "Oh, wait a second! That's exactly what the gods wanted." And they said, "This is really going to work out for the gods because they could just mess with uh, Cortez and let him think he's let him think he's the alpha, let him think he's in control, let him and, and you know just string him along, you know, Sisyphus style or some you know Sisyphean or whatever. You know, choose your futility. You know, which, who's, who's your favorite futile figure?" That's why I listen to your podcast. Oh, thank, Thanks so much. Uh, you could be the poster boy for futility. That would be sweet. She's going to be a poster boy. That's all I got. You know, who cares? I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, shoot. They'd say, hey, me and Sisyphus giving each other a high five, and the other guys, the guy with the water, the stone guy, Which one was Sisyphus? I don't even know. Was he the one with the stone? I think so. But there's a dude with the water. A couple other dudes. I don't know. Who's your favorite? I guess I am. Narcissistic Sisyphus. Narcissistic Sisyphus. uh, Narcissistic Sisyphian. I guess. That's what what the last therapist said when he threw me out of his office, too. Except he didn't use Sisyphian. He used another word started with S and ended with, you know, another word, ended with H-O-L-E. The first word he, he, he that was narcissistic. Uh, so, but I said, uh, so it was like, oh, wait, the gods are getting what they wanted. And then me and DeAndre watched, and it seemed like uh, Cortez was getting what he wanted because I think he was marrying Marina. I'm not sure he was marrying Lady Witchbeard or not. I'm still not clear on that. And then Marino, she was, she seemed to truly love Cortez, or not Cortez. And I don't think, again, I always talk about this, but I don't think the history books talk about his devastating, good, unfortunately, good looks. You know, he's, he, so I said, and he's, I guess he's got a, big, a bit of a, I'd say an evil boy thing, and not a bad boy thing, but, you know, he's got that conquistador vibe going. So Marino loves him. And he's also very capable, witty. You know, but I don't like him. Well, I kind of like him, but in, a, you know, one of those weird ways. Like, I wish I was him, but then I would uh well, you already don't like yourself, so what would the difference be? You'd just be, then you wouldn't like yourself, but you'd be great. Uh, but Marina was getting what she wanted because she wanted Cortez safe and she wanted to be with him, I think. And then Lady Witchbeard was on this quest or mission to save magic at all costs, protect magic. And it seemed like magic was going to be fine. Lady Witchbeard was there. Uh, she was training. Uh, she was training. Uh, she was training Marine, Marina. So she was kind of like getting like this uh, mentor vibe going, and they seemed to like each other. So I said, lady, everybody's kind of getting there what they wanted. And then the method for me to return home to, like, in real time, because I had crossed over into this other world, you know. This wasn't a time travel situation. It was a trans-dementia, uh, you know. I don't know. One of those things, uh, just like in the moment in Interstellar, I don't know if anybody saw, but I'm sure many other, you know, where universes bend and almost touch type stuff. So this is like maybe a parallel universe, maybe not, I don't know. And I wanted to get back. I had a chance to return to my world. So, uh, you know, I didn't want to miss out on that. And so everybody seemed to, and that's all I wanted, you know, not to be delayed and return and have my, so everybody seemed what they were getting what they wanted, but my gut was like, hey, I don't know about this. Like, can we really trust Cortez? So right when I was supposed to leave, I didn't leave. Uh, because I didn't trust Cortez. And I think I saw something. I said, oh, yeah, this guy, he, he he's a conquistador. What was I thinking? You don't give a conquistador what, you, what they want. And I was also worried about, you know, all the people. Like Cortez, who, uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess I should have studied more in history. Whatever he supposedly did to the people the conquistador stuff, stealing the gold, you know, disturbing their, their their way of life that they had a right to, I guess I would say, is the simplest terms. So I said, well, geez, I got to stake a stand. And then I said, well, Jesus, is this motivated by jealousy or envy or the really bad one? What's that? Is that envy? Is there something worse than envy? But, but some, I said. But I said, well, let me stay and figure that out, and maybe, maybe save the day somehow. So that's where we last left off, I, I guess. On uh, this, uh, the next, the and, and, and our uh, one second, Antonio Banderas. Banderas this, oh here he is. You brought you brought your own cup, huh? And this, it's, and this, you that. Did you bring your own bread-a-filter? Because uh, you know how much those things cost? Oh, boy. Okay, here he is. It's the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. har he har the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. har he you har My friend, bring my own bread filter I... 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 I, I, I'm all, I drink too... I... I you know, last week I was dehydrated. I said, I had to stop at Pitcher Branch. Okay, well, see. I'm not again. I, uh, thank you, Antonio. N- next week I'll give you some water if you have a bread filter. I said, bring my own pitcher. Well, there's this 7 Eleven around the corner, you know. Oh, thank you. are the best, oh, man. Do you, have you been listening to this? Your parts? Oh, yes, I sound so damn good the tales of Lady Witchbeard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, my friend, it's worth it. Uh, it's good. All right, tales of Lady Witchbeard. All right, so when you pick up, uh, uh, DeAndre and I are just sitting there. Kind okay, of, uh, so you I guess you kind of caught me in a, in a dull moment, believe it or not because uh, we were actually just sitting there eating, like uh, eating some stuff, drinking, and we had kind of reconnected with uh, Bach and all those uh, those people. Uh, but I said, let's keep it on the down low. And I, and, uh, and then DeAndre, said, faji what's what's your plan, Faigi? Yeah, well, I'm working on a plan right now, with DeAndre. A plan. I work. The plan. So, so I guess I'm not. I guess I don't have to worry about being with Andre, the giant, right, DeAndre? Yeah, we don't. We don't have to rhyme, screws, phage. fage. But here's what I'm thinking, DeAndre. I'm thinking that uh, 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 Lady Witchbeard, uh, uh, Cortez, and Marina think I'm gone. So we have the element of surprise. You know, limited by. You know, my, my, you know, that I could, could mess up. Let's just get, you know, let's just get everything out on the, uh, uh this thing that we're using as a table here. The, the ground, phagey. I like how you are calling me phagey now, DeAndre. Thank you for that. When I talked to you privately and I said, I, 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 remember though, I said I prefer the phage, uh, to phagey or germ. So now I kind of miss Lady Witchbeard so much, I miss her calling me the germ. The oh, phage. See, what your, what's, your, anyway, what's your plan? Well, we have the element of surprise. Let me tell you, I know you haven't been to my world. Oh, I've never been. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like, faji the wonders of your world. Yeah, that's a little sick there, Bob. Sorry. But, uh... Uh, in my world, once upon a time, we had a movie based on a TV show called The A-Team. And that was a a genre of uh, shows. I don't know what the genre was called. It was just A-Team-like shows. You had Hunter, and you had the guys with the uh, helicopter. I forget what that was called. And then you had... remington steel one i think that was called remington steel pierce brosnan was on that told me more about this a team phagy well yes yeah, like i was saying uh DeAndre. uh th- they were a team uh I-, I can't you know i'm not good at remembering stuff but they were like a crack team something else happened similar to what happened to rambo but to them as a team and then they were forced to travel the globe, much like like uh, like the doctor, uh, much like tons of stuff. But the A-team had this special thing, I think I already talked about it, where they would have a plan. Now, Hunter, I believe, who was played by Fred Dreyer, I and mean, this all happened in the 80s when a lot of people weren't, but I was just a lad. But these were, you know, some kids studied at school, some kids... You know, interacted with other humans. Uh, some kid, you know, some kids did other stuff. and me, I, I watch reruns. Or yeah, I guess they were reruns. But, but so Hunter said, I love it when a plan comes together. Or B A. They had this guy B A. Baracus. And, and, and the thing about this is they always would do something. So I'm thinking we're going to do something like the A Team. It'll be me, you, and all these wonderful people. These all these wonderful. Uh, people that have been displaced so hopefully we could return to their proper homes but uh we'll come together with a plan now if we had an 80s uh radio shack that would be ideal oh phagy what's a sh- ra- shady Rack? uh shady rack radio shack in the 1980s it was this place uh, of wonder for for a short period of time and then It became a place where you could only buy remote-controlled cars. And then it became a place where you buy cell phones. And and I don't know, I don't want to go down that road, but but before it just sold remote-controlled cars, it had these glory days where it sold electronics, it sold computing power beyond your wildest imaginations. Oh, Fajie. We don't ask what a computer is, standard. We don't have time to get distracted by that. But they sold electronics kits and I believe chemistry kits, which we could both use right now. Uh, because I wonder when I was in my AT mode and made a bond phase, which I combined together, you know, with my Fred Dry, you know, I tried to mash all that up. And there was a brief time I had access to both the chemistry set and an electronic skit. Now, stay with me, DeAndre. I know this is, it doesn't make any sense to you. But I'm guessing there's a giant-sized brain in that uh, giant head of yours or stone, whatever you call your head. It's stone, stone, stead. Do they call your heads as steads? Oh, no, fate, it's just me head. Okay, well... But uh, when I did, I tried to make something inside of a. I guess it was a probably a jewelry box, and I said I put some you know chemistry stuff in there and some electric stuff in there. And the piece, this is this is where I'm thinking, because we have that overheating stone up there that everyone thinks is everyone thinks this pyramid's going to work. we uh, taking the magic and distributing the magic. They don't know. This stone is the wrinkle, uh, the overheating stone. But I used to take two nine-volt batteries, uh, which were just like that stone up there. But if it, it, but it had an interlocking piece. And when you interlock two 9-volt batteries, they would start to heat up just like that stone. And I used that to create a bed of every chemical in the chemistry set, extra sulfur, and I think it even had charcoal, which I said, that's, you know, got to be do something. And then I think I put in a little bit of uh, uh, nail polish remover. I used to use that for everything when I was a kid. All the danger- that was the most dangerous thing I had access to. I think I soaked some cotton, uh, like the cotton thing that comes to to protect the jewelry. I soaked that in. And then I said, okay, let me just see if I can tear any wires out of my perfectly good toys that I got so much fun from playing with, but I decided to strip some wires out of there. And I plugged some wires in. And then I said, well, this this thing needs a fuse, too. Like There's always a fuse on the A-team. Sometimes multiple fuses. I, say, I said, geez, ideally I'd have one that could go like 30, 40 feet. So, oh, hey, geez, this is, I feel like I can understand the A team now. This is exciting. Yeah, well, ho- hold on to your stat, you know, be, hold tight because, so then I designed a, uh, which is like a torch, you know, but it goes into the, the chemi- chemistry, electricity, I knew this was going to, I said, this is going to be, I said, this is a firework. And they said, this will just be the first one. And then I'll, you know, then I can make millions or just become famous, you know, be on the cover of Scholastic Weekly or whatever. You know, you know, 4th of July celebration ran by this kid. Uh, little I know, none of that, you know, the best case scenario would have been, you know, on there as a warning. But I got all of it set up. I, got it, I made a toilet paper, uh, uh, what do you call it, a fuse. Brought everything outside, you know, far enough from the house, in this field where there was plenty of clearance. And then I said to myself, uh, oh, go get some. So then I hit it, and I went and got some matches. Any kids don't play with matches ever. Uh, never, never, ever, 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 even outside. It is. I got lucky here. Because of my own buffoonery, but you are not a buffoon like I am. And you can't count on your buffoonery to save the day, you know, except in fictional stories. That's the only time it works, so don't, you know, don't, no two true life matches. But I had these matches, they lit the fuse. The fuse began to burn, it began to work its way towards the box. Also in order to concentrate the you know, power of it, I taped like every piece of tape, duct tape, electrical tape around this thing. And the fuse burned. Oh, the fuse burned, Fegy. And it burned down lower lower. And then went in. And then nothing happened. And then nothing happened. And basically, spoiler, nothing ever, he said, she's tried burning, you know. I think the tape, tape may have been fire resistant. In the battery, I opened it up, the batteries had it died. It also been, everything smelled like nail polish remover. And was covered in, you know, dried, you know, dried safe chemicals. I didn't realize they had a plan with these chemistry sets. Even then, you know, where you'd have to have actual chemistry knowledge to you, you know, to figure it out. Uh, So that's what I'm thinking, Deandre. In this case, we got something way more powerful than a nine-volt battery. Okay, Fiji, let me see if I can gotcha. So you couldn't, you couldn't make that box go, like, uh, do something wild, but you have a plan just like that, that that one, right? So here's what I'm thinking. We're going to do some stuff to the pyramid and get that stone. And we'll overload the stone. Oh, don't you have a uh, uh, Oh, Phaegi, huh? Okay. And uh, we'll tr- somehow... I don't have the whole plan yet, but... It, okay, well, tell me about the plan that you do have so far. Over Overload the stone. Okay, faji how are we going to do that? Uh, well, let's see. I was thinking, um, you you, you know, you, 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 hey, let's call Bach over. Hey, Bach, come over here. And then Bach came over. Bach had just been listening to this whole time. Bach knew about A-Team because he's a god. You know, he had access to DVR, you know, other people's logins probably. You know, they don't even need to ask you your password. They just know it because they don't know how much trans-dimensional... Is that in the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, you know, uh, using a password in an alternative universe? I don't know. But anyway, and I, I said, listen, I said, "Bike, you you and uh, DeAndre, what do, what do, you, do you guys have a lot of gold or copper, or, you know, lying around you could find to get these people? And he said, oh, yeah, we got tons. And he said, all right, Bike, I'm going to put you in charge of any flat gold or... Is, and they said, oh, boy, is gold the conductor? And they both were like, conductor of what? And they said, like, magical power. I said, I think everything with gold costs more, all the plugs. So it's got to be, ideally, it conducts. I said, so tell you what, get some gold. Get, do you know what copper, you, you guys got copper? Is, is in box. you know, he's he said, okay. And I said, make sure it's flat. I said, "We're gonna we're going to cover the pyramid in gold and channel all the energy. Uh, and then, it was, it was, yeah, so, uh, Fiji, how, excuse me, how are we going to get the gold onto the, uh, end of the pyramid to stay, because they could see it sliding off, because it's so slopey. That's a good question. Uh, when you something, like, glue, like, some sticky, oh boy, what about, you know, what, what double, bow, like, something that'll add, it'll stick and do something, what about uh, that green goop, DeAndre? You think you can find? you think any of that green goop survived the uh, thunderbolts of the gods? Oh, fate, I'm, I'm sure because it was bubbling. It was a natural, bu- bu- natural uh, green goop spring, so it's probably still there. It's just do a little in a giant. You could dig real fast, huh? Oh, Faichi, and then uh, here's what I'm thinking, DeAndre. You know, get some dust from there. What do you? Could you? How good is your um, uh, spatial relations? Oh, Faichi, F- I have the best spatial relations. Okay, we'll see if you can get to the. Uh, see if you can find some of the dust from the magic rock. Get some of that, and mix that in the green goop, and then bring it back. Uh, and bring some people. Bring some. Uh, uh, bring some ceramic or clay jars. And, and, you know, you and, you, you and Bach get on that. And, and then they, you know, they were sitting there. And they said, well, we'll put the goop on. We'll sprinkle, mag, you know, magic dust goop combo, uh, gold or copper or whatever we get. Channel the energy into the stone. And and, and then what, Fajie? Well, then the stone will probably get hotter. It might even overload. Possibly a Cortez up there. I'll figure it out. Don't worry, don't worry. I, I remember I have I could do a recharge of the code of many colors. I does that still work, Fiji? It probably, I mean not right now, but it could you you could use this we'll do something. And while we do that I'm gonna recon. Like I've been watching Cortez and I'll keep an eye on him because it's gonna take how long it'll take you guys? A couple of days or something. Oh we're on it, we're on it, Feiji i'll be gathering goop gathering goop good good, good good goodness by gosh i've i got to say by gosh okay 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 uh great guys okay break so we broke and Bach gathered up his team and they i don't know where they went to get the gold they, they said jeez i hope they're not pillaging you know stealing any I, did, I Honestly, I did think that for a second, but I mostly was concerned about myself, you know, my plan. And then DeAndre went off uh, to, to, to go get the goop. Great, 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 great that he's getting the goop, the green goop. Glow, it was glowing green goop that he was going to get, which was great. And magic dust, ideally, because I'm like, man, you know, you get some magic dust they should do something hopefully magic uh, rock dust and then i used the power of surprise and i said to myself you know those of you that are familiar with the 18 uh, movie or tv i said don't be murdoch okay don't be murdoch and i said you should i be more i said geez, i don't know if i could be face but i said face is a good one at pretending stuff he's a uh, him and uh The corporal, or whoever the hell that guy was, uh, the commander, I don't know what it it, I went to call him, and then BA. So I said, don't. So I just hid and and watched the camp. And uh, everything seemed to be at at, uh, the the camp was still, uh, I said, I guess they didn't have the wedding yet, or maybe they did, I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem important. The camp seemed to be a flurry of activity during the day, uh, but mostly just feeding and, and socializing. So maybe they were still in some relaxation state. But Marina was training with Lady Witchbeard. And Cortez was uh, training, you know, talking and pressing. Mostly he looked like a politician. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really hear because I said, don't get to, you know, don't screw this up. Obviously, I've done made some mistakes. I've learned from them. Uh, but then I noticed, I said, well, geez, let's, they said, well, let's observe camp nonstop. It's also because I was on an anthill. So that kept me, I said, I can't get, you know. But so I was watching camp and I noticed the first night Cortez got up after, the entire camp went to sleep, including uh, Lady Witchbeard. And he went into the uh, the, the hall where uh, the Palace of the Sun, I think is what it's technically called, he snuck in there. And he was in there a long time, and then the next night came, he did the same thing, and then the next night came, and then Marina went in with him. And then Marina came out, he didn't come out, and they he came out later, and he looked tired. And he looked concerned, and then another night came, he did it again. And those guys hadn't gotten back, but I said, well, that's good. That means they're getting a lot of gold and stuff. And I said, well, tonight I'm going to go and hide in there before Cortez gets in there. And actually, when I was getting ready to do it, Bach came back, and they had a ton of gold. And I said, okay, we're going to, I said, get all this ready. We're going put it, to put it in the pyramid one night for something. You know, find out who's good at, you know, making pieces, you know, figure it out. And I said, I got it. And I said, all right, I'm going on recon. So then I went down to the palace and I snuck in and I said to myself, if I was Cortez, I'd want to know all the angles. This is a sharp guy. He's been in the hall. He must be you know talking to Montezuma, who kind of seemed like he just gave up leadership to Cortez, I think. I, I don't know. He just I don't know uh, and, and I said, Cortez is probably going to be in here looking at the exhibits, trying to predict the future, interpret the future. So I got into it. I said, well, just let me get into the old sand, uh, pit. So I climbed into the sand and that was like sand or you know, multiple layers of colored sand. Uh, what do you call that though? It had, you know, the extra uh, fact that it could, uh, you know that it was a predictor of the future. I don't know the vocabulary word right now, but I do get dug in there now. If anyone's listening, I'm a professional sand crawler, so don't go crawling in any sand following my bad example, because I burrowed down there. But I knew what I was doing, I had all the proper equipment. Like I'm a bur- I'm a burrower, and I you know I, I've been around. You know I know I do know what I'm doing in this case. So don't ever burrow into sand. But I, I knew what I was doing, so I burrowed in there and I got up close to the glass. And I, I so because I had kept my eyes closed, I said, "When I see someone, I have to keep my eyes closed." But I had taken a cup, and it was like a clay, uh, some sort of hard cup. It was a clay cup, I'm guessing. And he said, "I'll try the old uh, eavesdrop move." I won't, be, won't even need to see. And then they'll barely see the outline of the cup. Maybe he'll think it's uh, something. But I had it down at a corner of the glass. And I had my ear up against it. And I said, and I remember all the times I tried to try that with a glass, like listening to people's conversations. And sometimes it worked. Whatever, then I heard noises coming, and I said, oh, boy, here we go. And Cortez walked the hall by himself, and he would stop at each exhibit because then I I couldn't take it. You know, I said, I can't just listen. Once I heard him walk away from me, you know, I pressed my face up against the glass. I said, well, he probably won't be able to see me with all the sand and other things. And I said, well, you know, at this point, I'm in, in this uh, multicolored layers of sand, And I don't know, but he didn't catch me. He walked, and he would stop at each exhibit. He had his arms. Sometimes they were crossed. Sometimes they were at his side. He didn't have pockets. Sometimes he held them behind their back. And and actually, believe it or not, there was one point where he was watching and staring at the one that was pitch dark, and he started playing Breastplate drums on his little conquistador breastplate, and he used to do play. I said, He's damn, he's even good at breastplate drums. And this tale had started with me playing Lady Witchbeard's breastbone, you know, not near her breasts, you know, but but playing her breastbone just as a test, you know, as a medical test. But he was playing the drums, breastplate drums. Breastplate drums. Oh he was, yeah, breastplate, that's what it's called, right? And then he would go to every and then I heard other footsteps. A marina came and then I said you know, I rolled over, I put my ear up and I got into super quiet mode and I started talking and for a while it was just like uh I was, what he, do? Was he like Mumble Bear was the man. So I tried maneuvering and angling, and then they came to the dark exhibit, and they watched, and uh, Marina said uh, they were even holding hands. And she said, I've always found this one as clear as day. So perplexing, she said to him. It's just total blackness. What what could it possibly mean about the future? And Cortez said, and I said to him, I hate this guy, because he said, uh, not total darkness, my dear. Watch carefully. And he said, see that one light there? That one light there. And then she said, I do see it so faintly. But she goes, now I can't see, you know, I can't not see it. She said, it's enchanting. And he said, it's dangerous. And she said, what is it? He said, a lure. He goes, it's a trick. He goes, deep in the sea, there's a legend of a fish. A fisher fish that dangles a little light to capture other fish, and she said, who? I how you said it." And he said, "Yes, yes." And Marina said, "Well, what do you think it? Uh, what do you think it means for our future?" And he said, "He said a little bait to catch someone, a little trick." to catch what we need. And so he goes, it's telling us the way, my dear. And then he kind of cut out, but I'm pretty sure he said, you know, because the pyramid is our lure, and we will lure her up there and then be done with her. And he said, Lady Witchbeard? And he said, of course, Lady Witchbeard. He goes, you've almost got the skills you need. He goes, we have all the power we need. We have the answers. I have the love of the people is increasing moment by moment. And she said, well, I kind of like Lady Witchbeard. And he said, you know, yeah, he says, this is what needs to be, no, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, because I think because I was grinding my teeth, I couldn't. But she said, fine, fine. And then she kind of stormed off. And then uh, Cortez turned to to the, uh, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the antelope exhibit, some sort of wild game exhibit. And he went right up to the doe-eyed, you know, doe-eyed antelope or whatever. Could have been a wildebeest. I love wildebeests events. but he said, he looked at the, because then I was looking again, and uh, he looked at the wildebeest or the doe-eyed antelope, and he said, you will be next, Marina. And he, he said, and then all the magic of the world will be mine to do it as I please, to treat these people. And then he crossed over. I said, I thought it said do not, you know, touch the exhibit. But he crossed over the exhibit and he, he patted the little doe-eyed thing on the head that was just sitting. I said, is it moving? Like, it's still looking at him like he's, a, you know, it's making doe eyes at him. I know it's a, some sort of doe. But he said, you'll be the last piece of my plan because I know what's best for all these people. And he said. Then again, I couldn't hear, but I think he was bad mountain whoever it was Ferdinand and uh, uh, Queen Penelope, or somebody. You know, whoever it was Isabella, maybe I don't know. My Spanish, Spanish uh, conquistador heir royalty from alternative universe. I mean, let's be honest, I barely even know what a conquistador is. But I do know what a conquistador is because I knew I was listening to him and I said, I want to climb through this glass. And I said, well, Jesus, there's nothing I could. And I said, uh, Cortez. And then I, then I thought to myself, well, he's overconfident. And then he strolled out of there. And then I started to climb out of the sand. And then I, said, I noticed, I said, oh, crap. Like, first of all, I, I, I don't know, this is a little embarrassing uh, because I didn't disclose this, but at some point I started just wearing the coat of many colors, no shirt. So I kind of looked like a cross between like a the, the Daniel Caruso type character in a suit coat with no shirt on. And, uh... You know some sort of strange character in like a you know with a strange coat on like you'd see maybe in you know, a West be, who's that guy at the rainbow coat well that's rainbow coat guy. I mean they'd have a better you know a better material, but I noticed that sand had gotten you know between my coat and my you know my whole body was covered in in colored sand, and I said, jeez, I looked and my skin had turned rainbow rainbow colors, and I said, this is just terrific." I said they were the. I said, oh well, yeah, this is these are non toxic dyes, so they're not bright color. You know, they're not color fast and not skin fast. And I was sitting there and I said, geez, and then I said, this is kind of cool. Like uh, I looked, I was now I was fully. And I said, well, in some sense, I just had rainbow skin. I can't explain it any other way than that. And it was cool, you know, at the way the colors would fit. You know, I guess I got distracted with my own and my rainbow coat. It didn't do so hot, it kind of just looked like a a brownish, purplish, blackish mess. Uh, but then I, I, I sat there, I heard a noise close by to me, and the sand started to shift. And, you know, since I'm a professional sandbird, I said, Oh boy, the I mean, sand cave in. And I rolled to my side, and right as I did, uh I felt something squishy, and as I heard rough," and I said, I know that rough and then I rolled back, and then that person extricated themselves from the sand, and it was a lady witchbeard, and she looked over at me, and she gave me this look like uh and then she burst out laughing because I was rain- you know rainbow rainbow. And I said, man, this is a, definitely, you know, I say, she said, he can't stay away from the, uh, it's like the revenge of the Crayola Boys or something. But once she stopped crying, laughing, once once Lady Wishburne stopped laughing, she said, well, Germ, what are you doing here? And she said, I knew you were in the sand, but I was trying to keep quiet. She said, you're supposed to be gone. And I said, I said, "Lady Wishbeard, did you hear Cortez is going to get you?" And she said, "Do you think I am a fool? I've sailed the eleven Sea? You know she to- she went into her old day you know routine about how badass pirate she is. And I said, "Okay, okay, uh, 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 she said, "I'm well aware of who Cortez is. And I said, "And he's going to do something marine, I think." And she said, "I know charm." And I said, does Marina know? And she said, no. That, that's it. She goes, I know now. I didn't know about that. But she goes, I had a plan to save magic and deal with Cortez, but you ruined it. And I said, well, how did I ruin it? And she said, I can no longer execute the plan now. And I said, well, what was your plan? And basically, she told it to me, but it was, she said she was going to uh, get to the top of the pyramid over to, similar to my plan, but with a live pyramid, not a, you know, secondhand stone that I had replaced, because she said, and then blow the pyramid up, redistributing magic everywhere, but also, you know, like bringing the charge to herself and Cortez and, and maybe even Marina, and I think leveling the area, but, but you know, her priority was to save magic first, Probably take out Cortez second. And then, unfortunately, I guess she was hoping that. And I, I think we talked about it. And she said, Well, I'd have you know, done some warning uh, to give her, But she said, I know you wouldn't have, you know, I don't want you near here because you've just come anyway and try to be a fool and get in. The, and I said, You can't hurt my feelings and chase me. She said, Well, I don't want you to be hurt. I want you to go home. And I, I wanted to hug her. But when I went to hug her, she said, "No, no, no, I don't need the rainbow." Cause she, I said, "How come you're still green?" But I know you know, she had a long sleeve black shirt on, long black pants, and the, you know, the what do you call that thing, bandana type thing. And I said, "Well, your plan wouldn't wouldn't work." And she said, "Why?" Well, I said, "I've replaced, I've changed stones. The stone on the top of the pyramid does not work. It's not a magic stone. It's a, uh, refer, you know." Well, remember, I was telling you about that refurbished font, like refurbished, it doesn't work right. And that took forever, it was, you know, a safety but We went back and forth about that. She got real mad. And then I said, Well, she's what you, you know, this And then yeah, she then she got mad. Cause she said, All oh, the magic's locked in the pyramid. And I said, Well, just still a little left. And she said, That was never enough for us. She goes, We're on the verge of redistributing the magic. Across the universe is equally, you know, I think that's what she thought. And I said, what do you, did you do a study first? Because I don't know. And did you talk to any, you know, astrophysicists about this? Uh, so it took forever. Uh, but finally I said, listen, I got a backup plan. It's it's it's, it's similar to your plan, uh, but, but, you know, just some, you know, improvising, you know, A-team style. Remember when we watched the A-team marathon? And she said, B.A. A. Baracus. She was. She really liked B. A. I never asked her how she felt about Mister T, but she loved B. A. Baracus. And, and, and you know, of course, you know, she would. You know, she was. She would try to be like, you know, who you remind me of? Who's the guy with the? And she said, you know, Murdoch. And actually, one year she bought me a Murdoch jacket for Christmas. And, and I said, thanks for nothing, but uh. I said, say, come on, let's go see my plan. And we went to the place where, you know, my, my people were gathered and Bach and DeAndre were back. And DeAndre said, I've got the goop. And then they were all surprised that Lady Witchbeard was there. I have extra layers of the plan now. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna uh, We're going to cover the pyramid in gold and copper and goop and magic dust overload that rock, we're gonna get Cortez up there. You know, we're gonna do some improvising. And they said, Well how are we gonna and they said, you, you me I'm not here. This is a wedding present from you know, you guys and an offering from the gods to cover the pyramid in gold one night. And I said, and they said, Oh yeah, we can do it one night and DeAndre's on it. And I said, Tomorrow when Cortez awakes he'll have gold fever, I think probably. You know, I've watched enough cartoons. a Carquis a cartoon hour. I, I I think I pitched that to uh, uh maybe I didn't, but that you know, you know, that might be good. Uh but uh what was my point, uh and I said, and then we'll get Cortez up there, and Stone. I said, I will think. I said, we're going to channel the pyramids' energy up there, but let's just get, let's get phase one. You know, let's get phase one going. Ellie Witchfield wasn't saying anything. I think she was thinking. I said, you better get back to camp, Lady Witchbeard, and go to bed. Uh, We got a long night ahead of us, you know, because it was like 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. And, uh, you know, then, then everybody went to work. But it was a good place to stop because work is so boring, you know, putting stuff on a pyramid, beautiful gold leaf or, you know, gold sheets. So we'll pick up next week where we left off. But thanks for stopping by, you know, shining like a gold and copper, green goop. What could be more uh, goopy and, and, and sticky than green goop? Magical bonds, you know, that's good. You, you always need that. If you're going to have a bond, you say, well, yeah, I could use a magical bond. Except, you know, if you, if it's like super glue, you say, well, you got the remover, because I don't want that bonded to me. So bonded to your pillow, like bond to your pillow and your bed, and sin sink in so deeply, so restfully. You know, a, a whole camp of conquistadors, indigenous displaced people by the conquistadors and me, of a giant a witch pirate. Uh, anybody, oh, God, you know, demigod, God, everyone's curled in, and we can hear their breaths as they rest, and It's so peaceful to just to sit up here and observe it from the shining golden copper pyramid type thing. I say, I wonder if it's going to get hot or it'll reflect the sun and get something. Out. Well, this problem we'll have to solve next week. Good night.